Social Media Serenity, podcast episode number 37. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. And we are here this week to discuss with you today the confusing world that is Facebook domination. Eric, what on earth is happening, my friend? Uh, the world is changing faster than we can hold on. I mean, you've got Twitter changing the world. You got Facebook changing the world. I just don't know what what. No, I mean, the, my world my world is is spinning around me out of control, and I feel like we're just gonna fly off and burn, crash right into the sun. That's how I feel yeah. about my social networking world right now. Well, we'll have fun doing it. <laughs> All we'll, right, we'll poke each other as a, as we go. So a couple things here. Obviously, today uh, there is a, a bit of Facebook news, but there's a lot of other news going on as well. Um, before we get into the Facebook stuff, let's get into the non-Facebook stuff and, and kind of just move it out of the way. Yeah. Google Docs has uh, some wave-like functionality. You want to tell folks what that's all about? Well, as far as... They, they Basically, they've updated it to where it's almost real-time collaboration. I mean, Google Docs was already great and already almost had that, but at this point, it's now almost got, um, well, that, what we like, it's got what we liked about Wave in Google Docs now, to, to a certain extent, I should say. Um, it, is it there for you? I haven't seen it, so I, have I not can't either. comment on it. I know. I, I matter of fact, I, I see all these people talking about it. I hear that there's this nice little chat bar on the side that you can chat while you're creating and collaborating on a document. That you can see people typing in real time. Um, it, I, it's just not there for me yet. Yeah, and it's I'm probably because I use Google Apps and they always roll things out to Google Apps later. Well, I'm actually in my Google Docs right now, and up by where it shows my account. There's a little new features exclamation point. So I click that and it's got a big listing of different new features. I mean, it's you scroll down at least three, four pages or more huh. of new features that they've listed. But I don't know if these are all brand new. So Yeah, and and I I'm I mean, I log in here, I don't see anything different. So But of course we've kind of adopted not using Google Docs for our show notes now. Yeah, we? yeah, we just so. uh, we've just switched away from using Google Docs. We're using uh, a, a program called Outliner that I've been talking about a lot lately on various different shows. But uh, but still, Google Docs is a is is a is a fun tool and uh, it, it is a very productive tool. But for me, um, you know, I, I, we're gonna we're giving something else a shot here to keep things a little bit more organized and. Uh, and, and and for me, I like uniformity. You know, I, I like the right. I like having uh, limits, boundaries that kind of keep things all functioning and flowing the same way. Structure. Structure is good. I like structure. Yes. So um, anyway, but but yeah, Google Docs, if anybody's seen the functionality in place and want to tell us how it works, 
Give us a call on our listener feedback hotline, 859-795-4067. Hopefully we'll get that functionality. There's still several Google Docs that I do collaborate with people on. Uh, but but as you said, for the show notes here, we've we've gone a different route. Yeah. All right. So moving along uh, in other non-Facebook news, Twitter URL, URL shortening service. What's this all about? All right. Well, essentially last week at the Chirp conference, the... Um, CEO Evan Williams of Twitter, he said that it would be stupid for Twitter not to create their own URL shortening service because it's such an integral part of Twitter that to rely on outsourcing that and to just assume that those were already always going to be around was just not smart on their part. So they're going to be making their own. Um, and you can use those other ones. You can keep using Bitly. You can keep using you know all the – I mean – Gosh, I couldn't even name them all. There's a Google one. There's a Facebook one. There's Bitly. There's there's a Dig.com one. There's actually I mean, there's I, all I heard, different. Ones. By the way, Dig.com. I hear they're getting rid of theirs. They're shutting theirs down. Well, I think they're not getting rid of the Dig shortener. I think they're just getting rid of the Dig toolbar. Oh, okay, okay. That frames things like the Owly toolbar, which I also don't really like much. I like the. I mean, I don't hate anyway. We won't go into that right now. Right. <laughs> but let's just say Twitter is going to make their own. And I don't know that that's a bad thing because if they can make it completely integrated into the tweets and the whole infrastructure, then, you know, why not? What What do you think the short did – did they say what the short URL would be? Um, it doesn't – it looks like they already – it doesn't say, but it looks like they already own TWT.TL okay. as well as – T-W-E-E dot T-T. So Tweetle and Tweet, they already own. Those are still very long in my mind. Yeah. But anyway. I still like using my gspn.tv slash whatever. Pretty links. Yeah. Pretty links rocks. And also, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there are a few uh, WordPress... changes coming and if i'm did i hear that some of the themes i believe some of the themes have uh url shortening built in now like a thesis theme i think is coming out with i think yeah i think i heard that um so anyway lots of different ways to to even brand your own shortened urls but uh twitter the only concern i have about twitter having their own url shortening services is there are some i i hope they don't automatically shorten my URLs. Like for example, I want to have, if, if, True. if in my 140 characters, if I can have podcast slash, and then, you know, maybe a short phrase to link directly to my site, I don't want that to be shortened. Yeah. Sometimes you it, need to have the URL be recognizable. Yeah. I, I want it to brand my name and I don't want podcast slash whatever. I'll, I, there are times is if it fits in my 140 characters, by golly, I want it to be there. So yeah. I, I I'm little concerned about that. And uh, Dave is in the chat room. He says you can turn that kind of stuff off and tweak that. Yes, absolutely. And and in Hootsuite, you have the ability to to do it now. But my concern though would be if Twitter automatically shortens all URLs, and that's going to be ugly. If they yeah. do, did you read the uh, article? Did did they say that they were going to do that? No, it doesn't give any indication that that's going to happen. I mean, they still and they say again, this is for them to shore up holes in their own ship. Basically, 
they can't rely on they're not going to rely on bitly and all of those that are not internal for themselves so and and they say you can still use all these other services we just want to have our own so that we can make sure we've got that gotcha all right so moving on to our last piece of non-facebook news uh, is the Library of Congress. We talked about it a little bit last week saying that, you know, hey, if you ever sent out a tweet in the public sphere, uh, everything you've ever said, all those things where you told people you're picking your nose, it is now part of history. As it How do you know that was happening? <laughs> it is all going into the uh, Congress, Library of Congress, and it's all going to be archived for forever. Yes, so, from so now on. You say you've got some more information. Yeah, I actually found the uh, official Twitter blog post on this exact issue. And they say, it's our pleasure to donate access to the entire archive of public tweets to the Library of Congress for preservation and research. Uh, they're, they're excited that these tweets are going to become part of history. I don't know how excited I am about all these tweets becoming a part of history. Yeah. But, you know, a- after a six-month delay, the tweets will be used for inter- internal library use and non-commercial research and preservation. So, And, of course, in, as evidence in a court of law. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be quite honest, yeah. And, and so the other thing, I read a different article somewhere else about this, and they said, here's the thing. This is fine and good and, you know, nice to be archived and all, but without any kind of tools to really dig into that archive and search for things, it's kind of useless. Yeah. So we'll we'll probably hear more about it in the future. But for now, just know everything you tweet will be archived forever. But you should have been assuming that already anyway. Yeah. And again, the private stuff is kept private. This is just public stuff. Yes. Yeah. That's so. true. So uh I don't know. In in a way, it's like, you know, what's the big deal? Seriously, I mean, if you're putting the stuff out there in a public Twitter timeline, well, by golly, what do you have to be ashamed of? But at the same time, it's like, eh, you know, it, it, the thing is, is, you you never knew what they might or might not do with this stuff. And right. I, I, does it, it doesn't bother me. Does it bother you? I'm not bothered. You're not bothered. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. No. All right. So uh, am I bothered? All right. I'm done with that. Uh, moving <laughs> along. What the heck is all this Facebook stuff? Oh, my gosh. Well, here's the deal. There was a conference. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, and it was, to be honest, once I got caught wind of how it was going and what was going on, there was seriously like a live feed to watch Mark Zuckerberg on stage, the the the, the, the Facebook dude, basically, let's call him. Let's call him Facebook Steve Jobs. Yeah. And um, – it was literally like a play-by-play. He said this. Oh, and then he said this. And then there was one more thing. And it was like I'm following a list just like it's a like it's a Steve Jobs keynote. And anyway, yeah. they just they announced a ton of stuff. We we may not even be able to get through it all. So well, let, let's we will try. Let's the first one is uh, Facebook Lite. Um, I'm a, I'm a little saddened to hear about this. We talked about Facebook Lite quite some time ago. This is where you could actually go to light.facebook.com and you could experience all the goodness of basically just keeping up with friends and stuff like that and mm-hmm. and see, sharing timelines without the applications, blo- all the bloated applications. Yeah. And uh, they are actually killing that off. Yep. It's, it's going away. They 
basically didn't really want to say why. They just said, we're no longer supporting it. And they learned a lot from the slimmed down site. Well, I would say... Okay. <laughs> I would say probably... I would say probably if I had to guess, and of course, this is all just speculation. But if I had to guess, I, I would believe that a very small se- segment of people actually even used it or even knew about it. Yeah. And number two, um, you know, I think it cuts into some of their revenue model. Yeah, that's true. Because if they're not doing, if they're not, I don't, well, were they not serving up ads? I can't remember. I can't remember if they weren't serving up ads. But I, when I think revenue model, I think long term, I think that that make, you know, Facebook obviously has to be either they're finding a way to make money from these people who do these applications or they they have plans in the future to do so. Yeah, well, yeah, they definitely do. Yeah, so I, I would I would have to say that this is probably um, a, a, a conjunction of two things: future business model, keeping in mind that they they want to monetize these apps that are going into this place, just kind of in the same way that you know app the app store is mon- you know the Apple uh, company is is monetizing the app store. I think Facebook wants to kind of follow that model. And also, I think that probably it was a lot to keep up for probably a small segment of people that were using it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that that one doesn't bother me too much. Uh, but let's let's go on to this next one. Um, this I, I went to my fan page and all of a sudden I'm confused as all get out. So if I go to if I go to biggest loser podcast dot com <coughs> and I always go there first to uh, to find out how to get to the fan page for. OK, so it's fa- it's Facebook dot com slash biggest loser podcast. And it used to be a fan page, but it's not a fan page anymore. Well, what the <laughs> what is it, this? It, it well, here's the th- here's the thing. Um, it's still a fan page in terms of it's still the same page that you created under the assumption that it was not a group page. It was a page that you would go to and you would click become a fan. But now become a fan has now become like so and i had not yet done this so i just clicked like so now i quote unquote like the biggest loser fan podcast facebook page not just became a fan of it although in my mind that's exactly what i just did so but the thing a is fan of it. it but you already were a fan i actually wasn't Oh, I had not clicked that yet, so oh, I just well, Eric did that. Fisher. Hey, I didn't know. I didn't know <laughs> that there was a page for that. I was a fan of the gspn.tv community, and well, well that, okay, let's do that. Page. Do me a so, favor. Let's go to the gspn.tv community. All right, where is that thing? I think it it's, is. I think it's gspn facebook.com slash gspn community, right? GSP, yes, yeah, yes, it, it is. is. So facebook.com slash gspn community. So if you go there, does it ask you if you want to like it? No, because I'm already a fan. Ah, okay. See, so I was a little concerned you, yeah. about this. The like is now taken place. It's 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 a change in terminology only. Okay. As far as I can tell. Because they want you to they want to they want to change the the terms that you use to uh describe how you're using Facebook. Basically, what they dis- what they found out is people, when they see something and they see a like button next to it, you're much more op- you're much more um, prone to click the like button than you are to click the become a fan of button. Right. 
So they're tricking you into clicking and becoming. They're clicking and liking things instead of be instead of which is the same thing as what used to be called become a fan. All right. Does that make sense? Now, not on individual posts. Like, for example, I'm still sitting here on the gspn.tv community page, and there's, you know, we're going live with social media, Serenity, come join. And right there it says comment or like. Like right there means I like that. Yeah. But if I was not a quote-unquote fan of this page, it would show up there. It would say, it would show like next to the title of the page itself. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Uh, well, not to the people who aren't who haven't exactly. experienced this themselves because it's it's so messed up. I don't like the confusing language because you know, like liking a page and liking a comment are two different things. Right. It to be honest, they should have almost changed it to become a friend or friend, you know, because in, at least you understood becoming a fan was was friending that profile. Yeah. And that it wasn't a person per se. Uh, you know, uh, Daniel says in the chat room, maybe join. I, I would have liked yeah. join even better. I But, you know, the thing is, though, is become a fan. That had become, I mean, it had become a part of the social media vernacular. Uh, I mean, it, it's just uh-huh. part of the language that we adopted. Right. And they're going and changing that. I mean... You know, I mean, if anything, why not just follow? I mean, follow is everywhere. Yeah, I yeah, would, that's true. Why not? Why not well, follow this community page? Why not follow? And I would much because I, they don't want to be Twitter. Well, I don't care about. I mean, come they, on, is Twitter yeah. the only place that uses follow? Well, to be well, no, but Google Buzz does. But. Okay. See, the thing is, though this this has become this this is the. This is the this is the the language these days, right. you know. Fan, follow, friend. Th- those are the things. And now all of a sudden, and and like was in there. Fan, follow, friend, and like. But you it know? meant something different. But like means something different. Now you have well, I like that. Well, is that like like or is that like like? You yeah, know? And, it's and like now. Ah. And now, I mean, for example, if I like some a a page on Facebook, does that make me a liker and not a fan of it? Right. And you know what? I, I, I'm all for, okay. I wasn't a huge fan of the fan language. All right. I, I when it first came out, okay, I adopted it. I, I, I accepted it and it was okay. And I will admit to you that one day I actually came to my site and I saw you know, I was not logged in and I actually went to my profile and all of a sudden, you know, I was at the t- at the time I was only a quote unquote fan of a few pages. Right. But what I recognize is if somebody was not logged into Facebook and they clicked on the link to my uh, my profile, then it actually said to them that Cliff is a fan of these certain things. Yes. And it's like, wait a second. It's like, no, I, I want to I follow those. It's not necessarily that I'm a fan. You know, I, I'm interested in things that they have to say, but I'm not a fan. Yeah. And so I didn't like that. So it's like, okay, Cliff follows this. I would I would enjoy that. But now it's going to say Cliff likes this stuff. It, 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 I don't know. It's just, I, am well, I, am and, I... And for your your pay, that page in specific that you're talking about right now, where if someone's not your uh, friend on Facebook and they go to your profile and you've got your privacy settings on and they see that, you can actually take that part of the public profile out altogether if you want to. Oh, you can? 
Some people don't know that. You can actually say, don't show. I mean, that's a whole other. I mean, we can touch on that. Well, let's do that real quick because I'm going to do it now. Okay. All right. So if I go to account and then I go to, uh, I would say privacy settings or account settings. Uh, You go to account and I believe it's privacy settings. Oh, okay. And I believe it is privacy settings. I think it's probably. I'm looking here. Gosh. All right. So I I go to account, then privacy settings, profile information. So it's profile information. Okay. So, all right. Likes and interests. So interest activities. um, All right. Well, see, the thing is, is like they've, yeah, they've changed all of this too. the likes and interests thing. Yeah. They've done a a change on that Hmm. to where it, (laughs) <laughs> Let me see if I can customize this. So make this visible to hide from these people. Only me make this. I don't know. Uh, I got to revisit this because they really did. They did just recently change the privacy settings to where it will show. Uh, anyway, see, it, it's it, they changed it all again. And there's there's multiple changes here. Yeah. So. Oh goodness, this is all crazy. And you know it. it Change a couple, change one thing at a time or something like that. But man, this is just crazy. Anyway, so I'm not a huge fan of this. Uh, you know, I, I go to my fan page and here's the thing. Uh, for example, the biggest loser fan podcast. It says here 527 people like this at the bottom. All right. But oh, above, so it does say that. All right. It says 527 people like this. All right. Above that, it has a box that says 200 friends like this. And it says six of 200 friends. Okay, so so maybe 200 of my friends, people that I'm friended with, connected to on Facebook, 200 of those people actually are no longer fans, but now they like this page. No, what it's, what it's saying is, is there's 500, the larger number is the total number of to use old terminology, fans right. of the page. And then up above, it's what would be mutual friends. Yeah, these are people that I'm connected to on my personal profile. So 200 of the people that I'm already friended with on, yeah. with on Facebook. Now, here's the thing. Okay, I get that. Here's the question. I want to know how on earth can I actually... So there's 527 people who are fans or yeah. friends or following this page they like this page yeah all right 527 but only 200 of those people i'm connected to on facebook right i want to know how can i go in and request to be added as a friend to the other 327 people and because if i click on okay so it used to be where you could actually click on a list of people and it would say add as friend, as the add as friend, add as friend. But now it just says make admin, make admin. Do I have to it, it, do I it, do I have to keep paging, you well, know, page I, after page after page before I get to the place where it says add as friend? Where did you click to get to that? Okay, so I'm on I'm on facebook.com slash biggest loser podcast, which is my gotcha. no I guess it's is it still called a fan page or is it or is this the community page now? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I don't totally We're gonna talk understand. about those next, I guess, right? Community pages? Profiles and pages and community pages and yeah. well here's the yeah. <sighs> Goodness. 
So, so anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here. So basically I'm on my biggest loser. Actually, that article really does. I started to browse it. It really does answer some of the questions we're having right now. Oh, which article? So is maybe it? we should look at that. All right. Um, Facebook to link profiles and pages. All right. So let's do that. Let's uh, just look over that real quick. All right. That look. might answer what we're talking about. And then we can head back into this discussion. Okay. So uh, Facebook to link. Okay. Let me go ahead and paste that into the chat room. And we will all look at this together as we learn about the new world of Facebook. Yeah, it's because these changes, I'm just going to go ahead and read. Yeah, go ahead. So it says these changes, your Facebook profile is about to get a whole lot more dynamic. Today, Facebook's rolling out an all new way to share your likes and interests. And it's all about community pages. Now, I don't know what they mean by community pages, yeah. but these changes are related to the new quote-unquote like terminology Facebook introduced at the end of March. Instead of becoming a fan of pages, which at the time was limited to brands and organizations, users could simply click a button stating they like the page, brand, organization. The new lingo gives users less commitment and more ability to express affinity. You see, I don't understand that yet, but... Very shortly thereafter, Facebook launched community pages, which is something we had not yet talked about in this show. All right. Now users can like topics such as cooking or hip-hop in addition to brands such as specific you know, brands or music or people or music or whatever. These communi- community pages aren't run by individuals, so they don't have a wall and don't send updates to users' feeds Instead, they import streams of related public content for from users' status messages. Okay. Sounds really confusing. Yeah, status, it does. Status text is split up into updates from friends and updates from all Facebook users. If I write a status update to everyone, quote, I love this new hip-hop album, Facebook recognizes the term hip-hop, imports it my public update to the hip-hop community page. So it sounds to me like it's hashtags it, from oh, Twitter. Yeah, exactly. So I could, so maybe I could go in and create a pound P-A-B-L, um, a, a pound P-A-B-L community page, and anytime Perhaps. somebody on Facebook says pound P-A-B-L, it actually shows up in that, in that thing. And oh, so this is like, this is okay, maybe it's like Twitter lists. Could be only more dynamic. Yeah, people, it, people don't. Well, it's have, definitely dynamic. But wait a second, do do they have to like the page before they? Uh, do you have to like that terminology before your public tw- your your status updates automatically feed into it? Don't know. Let's don't let's know continue yet. to read. Yeah. So with today's changes, liked pages and community pages can be linked to user profiles in the categories of links and interests. Okay. I'm going to stop there for a sec because I I think I get it. I think that, for example, if I were to... uh, There's got to be some kind of tagging or something that goes on where, for example, we're talking about Biggest Loser Fan Podcast Facebook page and there's got to be a way that if I'm since now I am now a I like this page I'm a fan of this page that if I mention like biggest loser or health and fitness or something this gets put into my likes and interests okay information of my profile right okay 
or if I just flat out wrote in Biggest Loser Podcast into my likes and interests that ties my profile page to this page. Okay. That's my first initial guess. Okay. From what I'm reading. So no. basically, you know, when you first sign up for Facebook and you fill out your profile and it says, what's your interest? And you, uh-huh. only, you only type in, uh, I like to read science fiction books and I like podcasts. And, and my favorite movie is uh, Up. Exactly. So now what's going to happen is, of course, up to this point, that never really got updated. But now if you go around liking stuff, it updates your personal profile and, and fills out. It basically is is making your it's it's filling out your profile more thoroughly to give more information about the things that you like. Yeah. And and that's what was kind of confusing me when we were looking to change the public um, or the, the no, what's it called? The page where I was saying, let's, you can edit those things. It looked way different because of this. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. So there, there's, there's more research that needs to be done in on this, this whole thing. Um, there is more to, and the Mashable article has a bunch of pictures and things and, and explains it in more depth than, than even I feel like I can. Yeah, we're, we're just going to link oh. to this, my friends. I glossed over this when I saw it pop up in my, my actual Facebook visit where it changed the settings. And I just went ahead and, because what it did was it imports those things into your profile. And I clicked, I just went ahead and said, all right, link all to my profile. So it brought in all the things that I'd already said I liked into my likes and interests on my profile. Right. So, well, here's what I did. I just I just pulled up this article and I just clicked the read later button in my uh, bookmarklet in my browser to send go. it to Instapaper. Have you have we talked about Instapaper? Oh, we have here? not talked Instapaper, but I'm glad you're using it because I love it. Oh, oh my gosh, it is amazing. Uh, Instapaper. I'd love to have an iPad just for Instapaper alone. <laughs> well, it, it's amazing because, well, first of all, explain, Eric, you, you've been using it longer than yes. me. What okay. is Instapaper? Well, l- let's put it this way. Instapaper is essentially a way to save whether you're browsing something and you want to read it later or if it's something that shows up in your RSS feed and you want to read it later. It, it's it, For me, my, my um, let, let me do my Google Reader uh, breakdown real quick. I'll, go th- I'll, I'll do a quick check in Google Reader, um, the RSS feed aggregator of choice of this show. And I will, you know, I'll be like, okay, don't need to read that, don't need to read that, that's just fine. And I'll, I'll star a couple things. I'll say, ooh, that's a really good article. I don't have time to read this now, but I'm going to come back to it later. And I will literally, from Google Reader itself, I've got it set up where I click, send to Instapaper, and it will send it there. And then what Instapaper does is it makes it, it take, strips out all of the non-article-related text, almost 100%, and makes it this super easy-to-read um, text with, I believe, only a mi- minimal um, graphical interface as far as that goes. And you can, and and so then it looks like you are literally reading a black and white newspaper on your device. It is very cool. It's so clean and easy to use. You can change the the font size, the fonts itself. Um, I actually do the inverse thing where it's, um, 
well, not all the time, but if it's in low light, I'll make this the instead of the paper, quote unquote, view, I will invert it so that it's white text on black background, right for low for low light. So. Now anyway. I I just I've heard about Instapaper forever, but you know I, again I I shared last week before the iPad I really didn't consume a lot of content uh, because I was so busy creating it when I'm in front of a computer. But my iPad has changed everything. Yeah, the Instapaper application for the iPad is amazing in that get this, um, and by the way it's I think it's four dollars and ninety nine cents worth every penny. Mm-hmm. Um, so what it does is you open up the application and it goes to the web and pulls down all of the stuff and syncs it to your local um, storage, uh, local memory so that when you walk away from uh, the Wi-Fi access, you can then open up that application and just browse all that stuff that you've been waiting to read. Yes. So for for the folks that have an iPad with just Wi-Fi access, this is a great way for you to just just open up that application, uh, Instapaper application on your thing before you leave the house, before you leave the workplace, or before you leave wherever it is that you got your Wi-Fi access. Let it sync and then go away. And then you could sit at the doctor's office for an hour waiting to see the doctor uh-huh. and you'll have all that stuff you can read. Last night, I actually sat and read uh, Doc Jensen's latest lost article just on my iPhone using Instapaper and it was beautiful. Right. Some of these places where you go to the web and read people's blogs, it's very difficult to read because they use some weird formatting and and their their sites aren't the best to read, but this this does make it a little bit more uniform. You can change it like you said. Now I noticed that on the pro version that I have on my iPad, I can I can organize and send things to folders. Now, do you use the the web interface very much? Not all the time. Um, um, if I sign in rarely, because I have seen it. One of the things that I noticed that I can make folders on my i uh, on my um, on my iPad, but I'm, I'm I just signed in. Oh wait 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 yes, they, it is actually I'm I'm at instapaper.com, and if you go slash you, I guess that takes it to your actual interface. Yes, when you're logged in, and I do see here add folders to organize your articles. Now, this I could see very interesting so that I could actually say, you know what? I'm going to organize these articles into the shows that I want to share this information in. And then what we could do is we could just send the articles that we want over to here. And everything that you put in here is public. Is that right? I believe so. Yeah. So, Eric, uh, what is let's see here. How do I find your your what is your Instapaper username? Are you willing to share that? I'm trying to find out where I would. It's, I would. it's Eric J. Fisher, just like my Twitter account. All right. It's Eric, E-R-I-K-J-F-I-S-H-E-R. All right. And so I'm going to try, let's try slash you slash Eric J. Fisher. And Facebook to link. Yeah. So I think I just found, is that yours or mine? No, that's mine. Yeah, I don't know. We, we tell you what. We'll Instapaper, talk about that next week. We're going we're gonna to talk about this heavily next week. All right. Instapaper next week. All right, so moving along, let's go. <laughs> you talk about a rabbit hole. Oh, geez. A uh, rat hole, rabbit hole. Whatever. So anyway, we, we will talk. We will investigate as well. Hey, here's the thing. Uh, listeners, send in your um, perspective on the Facebook links and likes and profiles and pages and community community pages and all that stuff. What have you found? What's confusing you about it? We want to we search it out for you. 
Yeah. Well, or, or, hey, if you know more than we do. Or and if under- you know more. We're not yeah, geniuses. We're, yeah. We're, we're willing to learn from you as well. And so if you think you can record maybe a two or three minute um, piece of audio feedback that really helps break this down in an in intelligible language, we would love to hear from you. Yes. <laughs> so very cool. All right. So one more thing and then we'll kind of wrap this show up. Um, Facebook open graph. What What's this all about? All right. Well, here's the thing. I think if you were to go to facebook.com, you will see a Let's go back there because I've not no, oh, it's gone now. Anyway, um, essentially what Facebook Open Graph is is it is them integrating Facebook across the web, meaning that your friend like you will have seen on um, there are little widgets, like for example, on, on on the Mashable article about this that I'm looking at right now. Over on the side it says Mashable on Facebook, and there's a bunch of different people that are also fans of this or like it, to change the terminology. And um, what it is going to do is it's going to make it to where you can connect with your Facebook fans, not fans, Facebook friends on sites that are not Facebook. Well, this sounds a whole lot like Friend Connect. Um, Friend Connect being a place which was a service that uh, would allow you to, number one, use your Facebook profile just yeah. to log into places, but also... This, this is replacing Friend Connect. Friend Connect is dead. Okay. This is new Friend Connect. And my understanding from what I read of the article is that the reason why they're getting rid of Friend Connect and they're going to this, what do they call it, Open Graph? Yes. Uh, they're doing it because it's they're using uh, something called OAuth, Version, open authorization. Open authorization version 2.0, which is... Which is a lot like the Twitter open authorization. Right. Well, and, and from what I understand, this is one of those things where they're coming up with standard industry standards. Yeah, which so is good. It is very good because I hear that, you know, corporations like Microsoft and a bunch of other companies all around the world are all adopting this standard. Mm-hmm. So so signing in with Facebook everywhere. This is This is why we call this episode Facebook Domination. Because um, it, it, it is it is them basically, you know, they are the largest social network out there. And everybody I know has a Facebook page just about. Yeah. And and now you can actually go and you can connect and interact with other people that you have friends. So if, if I go to Mashable, I might actually be in the future. I might actually see things that you as my friend on Facebook said on any of these articles. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it works. And, and the... Um I believe it's in the New York Times already had something similar to this where I would go and look at an article on the New York Times and it would show me that friends of mine from other social sites liked that article as well. Yeah. So dig.com. I mean, all these companies have had a lot of this. I mean, it's basically instead of here, here's I I think the best way to say this, like if if I go to dig.com back in the early days, Mm hmm. And I would sign up. You could sign up for a username and I could actually friend you on yes. Dig. And when I friend you, it it kind of connected the two of us so that we could kind of keep up with one another. Well, but only in the silo of Dig itself. Only in the silo of Dig itself. But now let's just say I'm a fresh brand new user to Dig.com. I've never used it before. 
I've never created an account there. But let's just say once this goes into place and it's been programmed into Dig, I go there and all of a sudden I see my friend Eric Fisher and all my other friends from Facebook what they're what they're liking and disliking and all that stuff. It's it's already there. Is yep. that right? Yes, exactly. All right. And here's the problem. All right. Are you ready for this? Yes. I no, wait. Yes. Okay. I don't know that I, I mean, this is, and, and this, this all comes down to this. Well, who do you add as a friend? Well, I add anybody and everybody on the face of this planet that asks to be a friend on Facebook as a friend. I am not interested in all 2000 and some odd of those people, what everything that they're sharing on dig and Google reader and all these other places. Right. Ugh. So on the one hand, it's a pro because it means you don't have to sign up for accounts for all of these different places you visit. At the same time, you are doing it publicly. Yeah. To a certain degree. Hmm. And it's all about your personal privacy settings. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure it'll all get worked out. Yeah. And and Daniel says that it can come down to friends lists. And maybe your friends list will it be might. able to... Yeah, that's true. If your friends list can kind of be ported over... And you can only say, you know what? Only show me what's going on with my friends on Dig in this list. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, lots of fun um, stuff going on, man. Well, one, not so fun yeah. stuff even as well. One one last thing, just as a, we'll talk about this next week, but I, I want to get people's opinions on it. Facebook and Microsoft teamed up to do an online Google Docs copycat, basically. Really? www.docs.com. Have you looked at it? I am looking at it right now, and I can see that, uh, for example, DG is a friend that is on Docs. Wait a second. So Let me go. I'm go ahead and play with this. <laughs> Hold on, Docs. I'm going to Docs.com right now. All right, pulled up. Okay. Oh, it just got sign me up. So yep. do I? If I oh, and it's got Facebook. So if I just click, if I hit sign me up, it should automatically put me in. And so I click allow, and there I am. Okay. And here's my friends on Docs. So this is exactly what we were talking about. Yes. And so I can see, and of course, sure, there, you know, here, and here it is. Here's, you know, uh, one, two, three, four, five. There's 20 pictures of people who are on Docs and half of which I'm really not, I, I have no idea who they are because they're just people who have connected to me and, and stuff like that. So... And oddly enough, Eric, I don't see you on here. Yeah, I'm trying to get in there. Um, something keeps, whatever. I don't know. You haven't shared any documents yet. That's oh. what it says to me. Okay, so but but it okay. Yeah, I'm looking. Anyway, I'll, I'm going to be playing with this, and uh, just thought I'd throw that out there as a. All right, last so minute. I'll tell you what. So next week, Instapaper and Docs.com. Yes. All right, so that's what we'll do. And and just an, a word to all you other social networks, don't announce anything this next week, please. Please, come on, let us digest. Anyway, uh, Eric, I'll tell you what, before we wrap up, will you tell people about the Lost Party and why if nobody ever has seen an episode of the TV show Lost or could care less about the TV show Lost, why should they come to the Lost Party, do you think? You, they should come hang out with me. <laughs> no, I mean, even if you're not going to watch Lost, there's going to be tons of people that are on the web that are fans and friends and like the community of GSPN, and you should come hang out with us. It's going to be 
you know, a, at least a day long, if not multiple day long uh, event. There is a main event that is watching. Yes, the the finale of Lost, which will be awesome. But it, it's about interacting with people you've seen and talked with on the web, and doing it in real life. And I just got to say, there is something special about meeting those people for the first time and connecting names and faces, not just through a digital interface, but face to face in reality. So. You should come. Absolutely. Come hang out. And it, and it is a whole weekend event. Even though this yes. even though this promo only talks about the party, it is a whole weekend event, but there'll be details at the URL mentioned at the end of this. You've followed the story. Do you think we crashed on this place by coincidence? You've listened to the podcast. It's destiny. And now it must come to an end. You and me are getting the hell off this island. But not before Cliff and Stephanie throw a lost series finale party. Pack your bags. Make your reservations. We're going on vacation, baby. 5 p.m. Eastern, Sunday, May 23rd. The Lost Series Finale Party. We need to get to the safe house. The party will be at a secure facility, but you must RSVP to get in. Open this door! Don't miss the GSPN Lost Finale Party. It's your last chance. Well, thank God for second chances. Sign up today at gspn.tv slash lostparty.